You'd be all right. They wouldn't know for a few months. We'd just have to be patient. I promised Kat that everything would be okay. I'd make sure of it. But she shook her head. I'm sick, she said. They made her talk to a shrink. I waited out in the hall and I could hear her crying. I didn't know what to do. I went down to the waiting room and bought a candy bar and sat there. There were some old books on the table, old paperbacks. One had a girl on the cover who looked like your mother. The book was My Antonia, and I vaguely remembered reading it in high school. Later I gave it to her, and she snapped it out of my hands and told me to leave her alone. We had this thing between us. She didn't think she was smart enough for me, which of course wasn't true. She was the smartest person I ever knew, the kind of smart you don't get in school. I'd gone to a fancy prep school where my father was a teacher. I'd grown up in a crummy faculty house with people coming and going, writers mostly, nasty, drunken poets who always ended up sleeping on the couch. It was one of those poets who turned me on to dope, among other things. We're calling her Willa, your mother declared when I walked in that night. She was sitting up in bed, her eyes shining, holding the book in her shaking hand. I could tell she'd liked it, and we named you after its author. We brought you home, and the very next day they sent someone over from child services, and it was that same woman who suggested we give you up. She brought two cases of formula and some diapers. She looked around our apartment, her eyes grim. Cat served the woman tea in one of her mother's old china teacups. It had little rosebuds on it, and your mother had saved it for a long time, keeping it carefully wrapped in newspaper so it wouldn't get broken, but the woman wouldn't even touch it. She kept on us, trying to persuade us to let you go, to give you a better life, but we put her off. I tried to find work. I could get work here and there. For a little while, things were good between us, and Kat was all right, and I sometimes forgot that her blood was tainted. She would do things, buy peaches, and there they'd be, fat and round on the counter, or she'd make a meal and set the table like we were a real family. I don't know. I couldn't deal with it. It was a time in my life when I didn't know any better. I didn't know who I was. Sometimes I wouldn't come home for a few days, and it would be just her and you, and she'd know when I walked in stinking of dope, the whole thing, the cigarettes, sometimes women, and she'd just hold me because there was nothing else to do. I know it sounds pathetic to you, who we were, but it's the truth, and I can't change it. There's a vivid transition when you come in from being high and the walls have this mustard tint like old tapestry and your body feels drained beat up from the inside and everything feels like deja vu like you've made this big circle and instead of moving on you're right back where you started i don't know it's hard to explain and i'm not good with words even though they shoved tolstoy down my throat at chode and fucking whitman i have a box of quotes someplace i'd even memorized some of it fucking useless information. Anyway, later on, weeks, maybe months, she started feeling sick, and it was like crashing into a wall of bricks. And for a long while, you see the pieces of your life floating all around you, the burning embers of your totally fucked up world, and it comes to you that you haven't made much of your time, and you haven't done all that much, and it's almost over. It's like you can hear them cackling about you up in heaven, the big mistake you've turned into.
By then I had found a job working construction. I'd been up on rooftops looking down on the clay-colored buildings, the dark alleys where you see things you shouldn't, people pissing in the gutter or puking or sharing secrets. You can see the steep hills and the trolleys with their little bells. I'd been up on buildings in the pouring rain. Sometimes it comes down so hard you get the feeling it is God himself drumming on your back. When you work on buildings, you see things. I've looked into the rooms of strangers. I've touched their things, unfolded their letters. I've run my hands across their glistening tabletops, their ivory piano keys. I have changed the hands on their clocks just enough to alter the passing hours of their days. I've lain down on unmade beds, breathing in the dank sweat of a stranger's dreams, and I've used their toilets, read their magazines, and sipped.